This is this is huh? Oh oh no no no. This is the, this is the Shabbos afternoon shear, and the winter switched over to Wednesday night. So Shabbos afternoon is no there's no sheets except for what I have. That's what this is. Okay, so no parashas chay sara. So let's learn a little bit. Okay, I'll be honest with you. When I prepared this shear, it was, you know, um, even at the time, like you know, when when a thought comes to me, it's hard for me to not give it over. I have to just get it out of my system to wait for the next thoughts to come. So. I'm hoping that I'm that I'm clear about this. I hope that this makes sense to you guys. Um, it makes sense to me, but I'm hoping that it makes sense to you. I'll do the best we can. Okay. If it's uh, you know if it's not so clear, <coughs> the questions will hopefully be clear. So first question. All right. We know in the parsha there's the Misa with um, Avram Avinu sending Eliezer to find the shidduch for Rif- for uh, Yitzchak. So we know the whole Misa, Eliezer, Avraham goes, and he goes to, uh, to the house of Lavan, to Suel, and makes this whole thing, that he says to Rabbanu Shloylam, Hakrin Olofana, he asks Hashem, he says, it's Tefillah, Rabbanu Shloylam, please send the proper Shidduch to Yitzchak Avinu through me. And, uh, and, he, and he sets up the following scenario, he says, Rabbanu Shloylam, if uh, I'm going to go ask the girls when they come out for, for a drink of water, I'm going to ask them to give me some water, and the girl that says, I'm going to give you a drink, <coughs> and your camel's the drink, that's going to be the shidduch for, Rivke, for Yitzchak Avinu. Okay? And kachav, it's Rivke Avinu. Everyone knows the story. Okay, so the Rishonim already say that one of the major things that Eliezer was trying to figure out is that uh, it's, it's well known, Avram Avinu is a pillar of chesed. His house is a house of chesed. So a proper shidduch is going to be a girl that's a balitz chesed. So that turns out to be Rivki Menu. So Mamela, that's he's doing this test. If she's a Baal's Chesed and she's willing to give me to drink the water and even the camels as well. So clearly it's a proper it's a proper shidduch for the house of Avramavino. But the question that Farshim asked though is so why not go all the way? She, he says, if I ask her to give me to drink and she gives me to drink, that'll be a good simon. Well, a real Baal's Chesed wouldn't even wait to be asked. She should just on her own go and see a guy, you know, and he's a foreigner, he's not from around her, he doesn't know his way around, and she should, should voluntarily go and ask uh, and be, and, and, and to, to ask him if he needs anything to drink. That's what Avramavina was, right? He's standing by the door of this tent waiting for Archa. <coughs> so if, she wants to know, if he wants to know Chesed, no, that will be the better, better simon for Chesed. That's the, um, that's the question Farshim asked. Okay, that's question number one. <coughs> Number two, I don't know if it's a question, it's more of just something we have to think about. We know that Yitzchak Avinu, all the, all the three of us, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, we all know represent three pillars of creation, right? Torah, Avaida, Gimel, Chasadim. So Yitzchak Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu always represents the world of Avaida. Avaida means davening, it means davening. Back in the times of Beis HaMikdash, primarily it was with Karbanas. Nowadays, it's replaced primarily with davening. But Yitzchak Avinu means davening. Yitzchak Avinu himself was a carbon. So now, if Yitzchak Avinu is the carbon, if Yitzchak Avinu is the Indian of davening, and Yitzchak Avinu is getting married in this parsha, and we know the Gemara tells us, the Gemara tells us that a person before they're married is not an Adam Hashalim, is an incomplete person, right? When after a chasna, so a husband and wife they come together to be a complete person, in an Adam, and so on. The Gemara says in Suvas. So if Yitzchak Avinu is the embodiment of davening. And Yitzchak Avinu is getting married in our parsha. The marriage of Yitzchak Avinu must mean the completion and the wholeness and the fully developed stature of davening. 
So we have to reorient ourselves to think of Yitzchak Avinu not just as a person, but Yitzchak Avinu is the embodiment of davening. He is the Amr HaTfil, Amr HaVayda. And so Yitzchak Avinu's marriage, which means his becoming an Adam HaSholem, translates into davening becoming uh, a, 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 a fully developed stature and the fully developed parts of <coughs> So therefore, it, it's probably logical, therefore, to assume that this specific davening that Eliezer offers up to the Rabbani Shalom in order to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak Avinu should reflect a sh- the Shlemus of what davening can be. Because that's, again, that's what Yitzchak Avinu is. Yitzchak Avinu is davening. He's becoming married, which means the Shlemus of davening. And Eliezer's davening that he should get married, his davening should express the Shlemus of what davening can be. So that's going to be the, the question we're going to be trying to figure out, what, is, what does it look like, what does davening mean when it's, uh, when it's fully developed and fully ripened? And how do we see that in Eliezer Ever Avram's tefillah? Eliezer Ever Avram's tefillah is a funny one, right? Usually davening is like, yes, Hashem, that's it. Or you do your shtavos. Eliezer Ever Avram's tefillah is a funny thing. He's davening and it's like sort of woven within his shtavos that he's going to go ask the girls for water, and this whole thing, and he's creating a scenario to allow the Rabbanu Shalom to, to show his Ashkach HaPratis, <coughs> and he's davening that, that it should be in such a way. So we have to figure that out. What exactly does that mean? Okay. Yeah, you could, you could move the things over. It's fine. So, okay, so let's begin like this. So let's put the questions to the side for a second, and we'll hear you want to move the... Move the, 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 the much. It's like, it's aggressively mechitzedek, you know, it's like, it's okay. Alright. So it's like this. There's a Gemara in Shabbos, Taf Yudam and Aleph. Okay, we'll begin, we'll begin with this. Okay, you don't have this in front of you, but just uh, try to, try to hold cup over here. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Yudam and Aleph, uh, it brings down a machlaikas between two Amarayim regarding the tzura that a person should have by davening. And that's what we're going to be discussing right now the different levels of davening and the shlemus of davening as per Yitzchak Avinu Eliezer, we'll see. So the Gemara says like this, Rabba Baravuna, Rabba Baravuna, his ma'alch of davening was the following thing, Rami Puzanki Umatsli, he would put on his fancy boots, the Gemara says he would put on his fancy clothing, Umatsli, and he would daven like that. Omar, and he would say, Hachayin Likras, Lekach Yisrael, says in Pasuk, that you should prepare yourself to greet Hashem. So in other words, Rabba Baravuna's ma'alch and davening was, to uh, put on beautiful clothing to make oneself look chashiv, and that's how you present yourself before the Rabbanu Shalom. That was the sheet of Rabbah Baravuna. The Gemara says, Rava, on the other hand, Rava had an opposite sheet. The Gemara says, Rava shadiglime. Rava would take off his fancy clothing before davening, upachar yadne, and he would hold his hands folded in front of him in his chest, bent over, umatzling, that's how he would daven. And Omar, he would say, ka'avda ka'vimari, the proper way of davening is like a servant before the master in a more humble way, so he would have take off the chashva clothing, wear simple clothing, and fold his hands in front of him in a, in a sign of humility. So these are different shittas in the Gemara. Rav Baravuna, wear chashva clothing, present yourself like a, like a dignitary, whereas Rav, more humble, avda kabimari. Those are the two opinions of the Gemara. And it's clear, it's machlekes, the Gemara says, Om Ravashi, Ravashi is recorded to, to give uh, maybe a little bit of a pshara between the two of them, Ravashi said the following thing, Rav Kahana, that I saw by my Rebbe Rav Kahana, that he would do sometimes like this and sometimes like that. 
says the Gemara, Ki Alma, when there was difficulty in the world, there was a Shas Tzara, an East, an East Tzara, so then he would go like Rav. Shadiglime, he would take off the Chashva clothing, Upacher Yade, and fold his hands in humility, Umatsi, and Davin like that, when it was an East Tzara. Ka'avda Kamimur, like his servant before the Master. Ki Ika but when it was a time of peace and prosperity, everything is going well, then Rav Kahana will go the other way, like Rav Baravuna. And Davin, uh, with a certain chashivas, lava shumaskasi, he would wear his good clothing, masatev, and cover, cover himself in a talis, amar hachan likras alakach yisrael, and he would go with the other approach of presenting yourself with covet before Hashem. So that's the, it's machlekes in the Gemara again. So Rabbi Baravuna says, go with chashivas, chashiva clothing. Rabbi says, no, 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 no. Simple clothing, hands folded before your, before your, before your, you know, in front of yourself, like a servant. These are the two approaches. And the Gemara gives a possibility, okay, so maybe when there's an Esau go like this, a time of prosperity go like that. Okay, that's the Gemara. The problem is like this, the Rambam. The Rambam seems to pass in like both. What I mean. But now with the, the, the Pshara of Esau versus not Esau. The Rambam writes the following thing in Hilchas Tfilah. Right in, in the fifth parak of Hilchas Tfilah, the Rambam goes through the different uh, conditions that have to be met in order to have proper davening. And the Rambam talks about what's called tikkun haguf, which means the physical posture that you should be in, and tikkun hamalbush, and the type of clothing you should be wearing also by davening. So this is what the Rambam writes when it comes to tikkun haguf, the physical posture that you should take. Says the Rambam, meniach yadav aliboy, you put your hands, you fold your hands before your heart, kfusin, one on top of the other, hayimanis al smallest, the right over the left, that's usually the halacha, the right should be over the left, and you stand in such a way, like a servant before the master. If you don't put your hands on your hips like that, you go with humility. That's the Rambam. No, that is the opinion of Rav. That's what Rav has said. Okay. That's how the Rambam describes the physical posture. Okay. The problem is that the next Rambam, and what about the clothing? Says the Rambam, no, clothing, you have to wear proper clothing, not, not only should it be neat and, and clean, you should wear your chashvati, you should stick out. That's how good clothing you should be wearing, that people should, you should be noticeable how, how nice clothing you are. And beautiful. It says in Pasuk, bow down to Hashem Davin, with, 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 with holiness, but with beautiful holiness. That's the Rambam. That description of the Rambam is like Rabbi Baravuna. So this is the problem. In the Gemara, we had two approaches. Either Rava take off the Chashva clothing and go like this, hands folded like a servant. Okay, that's one approach. Or Rabbi, or Rabbi Baravuna, completely opposite. Uh, nice clothing, uh, upright and standing tall like a, like a Chashva person. And the Gemara made it clear that it's a machlekes, that the only way the Gemara can figure out how to do both is, okay, if it's an Esargo like this, or not an Esargo like that. But the Ramam is, is, is paskening every single day, davening, like both. That the position of the hands and the, the general physical posture should be in a way of evid before the master. But the clothing the Ramam describes is, uh, is to wear chashiva clothing. So he's paskening both like Rava and like Rav Baravuna. So that's problem number one. Where's Ramam coming from? to Paskin like both. And what does it mean? And, and, and more than that, so what's the mindset? I mean, I understand in Rav's mindset, it's a mindset of humility. In Rav Baravuna's mindset, it's a mindset of confidence and, uh, and a sense of purpose when you go to Davin.
but the Ram is doing both. So not only is it a problem like Pashat and the Gemara, how does he do both? But it's also like, so what's the mentality? What's the psychological, what's the psychological frame that a person should be in by davening? Is it with humility? Is it with comp- Like, which one is it? <clears throat> Another problem is, this is maybe uh, more of a, a, a subtle problem, the Pasuk that the Ramam quotes when he describes, at least in terms of the clothing, that you wear in Cheshavah clothing, he does not quote the Pasuk the Gemara quoted. Like in the, in, the, in the universe of Rabbi Baravuna that said that you should wear chash of clothing, the Pasuk that he quoted is, prepare yourself to go b- b- greet the king of the Jewish people. That was the Pasuk that the Gemara and Shabbos kept on quoting. Rabbi Baravuna quoted that Pasuk when he said his, his sheet of wearing beautiful clothing, Rav Kahana during a time of Shalom quoted that Pasuk as well. That's the Pasuk. The Ramam doesn't say that Pasuk. The Ramam quotes a different Pasuk. It also gives off the, na- this, the same idea, beautiful holiness, so it's the same idea, but uh, the Ramam is, is quoting a different Pasuk. So I saw, you know, listen, there, there's a principle in the Ramam, for example, that, that we, we do find this on occasion, although it's not super common, but it does happen sometimes that when the Rambam, the Rambam made a, a conscious effort of trying to be very concise in his Sefer without being too lengthy, like I'm doing right now. So, and be, so because of that, what the Rambam therefore sometimes does is that he'll ignore a drusha in the Gemara if it's overly complicated, and he'll find another Pasuk that maybe says the point in a more straightforward way, even though it's not the Pasuk that the Gemara quoted. So sometimes that does happen. So some Achrena maybe suggest that's what's going on over here as well. The problem is, I don't know, Hishtach Vul Hashem Kaidish is more clear then Hachan Likras Alakach Yisrael. I mean, they're, they're both saying the same idea, which is prepare yourself, uh, you know, uh, you know, to prepare yourself nicely before davening. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it's still a little bit difficult. So, okay, that's the problem. Now, again, it, it, to, to be fair and to be honest, this pasuk of Ishtachu Hashem Hadras Kaidish that the Rambam does quote, he's not again. It's not coming out of thin air altogether. The Gemara does quote this pasuk in other circumstances throughout Shas, talking about. Uh, you know, doing mitzvahs with a sense of, of chashivas. So it's not completely made up. But again, but in this context, when you have a clear Gemara talking about wearing nice clothing, quoting a different Pasuk, and the Ramam changes, it needs explanation. Okay, fine. That's the problem. Okay. So it's like this. If you take a look at that Gemara, which you don't have in front of you, so that's, <laughs> in that Gemara, so that, that's the, or, this, the Gemara, you know, the, 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 the Sugi over there is talking about you know, clothing for davening. That's, that's what the Gemara is talking about. And of course, these two opinions, again, Rava, Pashita clothing, hands folded, Rava, Ravuna, Cheshivas, and fine. The Gemara then immediately starts talking about something else. And the next thing that the Gemara talks about seems to be out of nowhere. The only common denominator is that it's about davening, and Rava is one of the people that are, that are part of the discussion. But it doesn't seem to have a flow. The, Gemara, the next Gemara is as follows. The Gemara says like this, Rava, that's Rava, Rava was the one that said you should be humble. So Rava Chazi the Rav Hamnuna, Rava one time saw Rav Hamnuna, another Amara, which we're being introduced to now for the first time, Rava Chazi Rav Hamnuna, Rava saw Rav Hamnuna once, the Kamarach Bitzluse, that Rav Hamnuna was davening a very long time. He was davening a very long time, a very long davening. And Rava was bothered by this. Rava said, Omar, he said about Rav Hamnuna, Menichen Chaya Oilam, V'aiskin B'chaya Yishah. That obviously, Rav understands that a person has to daven three times a day, but the length that Rav Amnuna was davening 
Rava felt it's already, that's already called Bittal Taira. That's already called Bittal Taira. You're ignoring Chai Oilam, eternal life, which is Taira learning, and getting involved too much in Tefillah, which is Chai Isha. So Rava was bothered by that. The Gemara says, For who suffers? So what does Rav Nuna feel? Obviously Rav Nuna felt it was not Bittal Taira. So the Gemara says, Rav Nuna says, okay, listen, I understand that Taira is Taira, and Tefillah is secondary, but Rav Amnuna responds, Zman Tefillachud, Zman Tarlachud. Okay, listen, it, 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 I understand that, that Tefillah is, is maybe not as chashu as Taira, but, uh, but there's a time for davening. There's a time for davening, and that's okay. You can be marach in Tefillah, and it's not called Bittal Taira. Tarlachud, Tefillachud, they don't necessarily, they're not fighting with each other, they're not competing with each other. There's a time that's allotted for Tefillah, and that's okay. Okay, this, now this Gemara is not out of nowhere. Like, what's the, what's the relationship? So here, here's the idea. Here's the idea. My suggestion is as follows. The Rambam understood that the reason why the Gemara is bringing up this other Machlagas, right? So we have, we have the first Gemara, which is talking about, like, wear beautiful clothing by davening or not, right? What, what's the approach by davening? And then the Gemara quotes this other Machlagas of... Is, tire, is you know is is, is the, the length of davening is that called bittul tire or not? or not? Or do we say that no? Listen, it's not bittul tire. The Ram understood that these two mahalchem, these two shitas, are related to each other. Clothing is always something that the, the, the chashivas that a person has when you're wearing clothing is something that's usually associated with a talmud chacham. We find this throughout Shas that a talmud chacham is Mitsuyan Bibagadav. The Gemara says, for example, in Yuma, famously, that a Talmud Chacham has to be makbid. Chil Hashem for a Talmud Chacham is if there's anything dirty on his clothing. He's not wearing, if he's not presenting himself properly. The, the Gemara says about, about Torah, it says in Pasuk, Hashem oiz yitain, that Hashem gives strength to his people. What is the strength that the Rabbanu Shem gives us? That's called Torah. Hashem oiz yitain. The covid and the oiz that a person has by connecting oneself to Torah is expressed in one's clothing. The clo- the, therefore, as follows. The Gemara, the, 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 the fundamental machlaikas between the, the Rava and Rava Baravuna is fundamentally the same question of Torah and Tefillah. In other words, Rava's approach in both Gemaras is the same side, which is Chai Oilam, Taris Chai Oilam, and Tefillah is Chai Isha. Chai Oilam versus Chai Isha. In other words, Taira is eyes. Taira is the Iker Kavit, the Iker eyes, the Iker strength that a Jew has. And therefore, Taira is, is when you're expressing your power and your dignity and your honor. Tefillah is not like that. Tefillah is Chai Isha, things of this world. You're davening for things of this It's not... It, tefillah does not express the eyes and the, and, the, and the power and the glory. Therefore, Rav says, in the, in the first you know, discussion of the Gemara, Rav says, so what should you be, should you, Davka, wear beautiful clothing for davening? Or not? Davening is not an expression of your power. Davening is not an expression of your power. You're, you're, if you want to express your power and your dignity, that's in Torah, not in Tefillah. What are you doing with Tefillah? You're expressing your humility, your, your nullification, your nothingness. We'll speak about that soon in a few minutes. Therefore, Rav says, what should, posture should you take by davening? The posture you should take by davening is one of, of Bittal. There's no Aizen, there's no Kavit. Aizen, Kavit, that's entire. And that's exactly what Rav says in the next Gemara. When he sees Rav Hamnuna 
davening so long, he says, one second, Torah is, is the eyes and the covet of a person, and that's what the primary objective of life should be, to embrace that eyes and that covet. The Rabbanu wants us to, uh, to support the world with Torah, and that's what, that's what Torah is about. So both, in both Gemara's, Rav is understanding that Torah is superior to Tefillah, and therefore Tefillah does not express the power that Torah has, and that, and that expresses itself in both, in both situations. Number one, that you don't wear the clothing of ex- to express your power in davening. And number two, don't spend at so much time in davening either. Because the Iker Covenant, the Iker Oyes that we, that we have from the Rabbani Shalom is in Torah. That's Rav. Rav Baravuna is not like that. Rav Baravuna says, Maskim, that Torah is Oyes and Tefillah is not power. I understand but says Ramuna, but there is a way of davening that the tyrant, that the feel itself can be turned into tyrant. can be turned into tyrant. And therefore says, says Rav Baravuna to Rava, I agree to you that if you just let tefillah be tefillah, it's going it's to be in a lower level than tyrant. But I'm revealing to you, says Rav Nuna, says Rav Baravuna, that, there is, that the real way to daven is in such a way where the davening itself turns into Tyre. And therefore, says Rav Baravuna, what posture should you take by davening? You should wear clothing to express power. Aye, that's a Tyredika mindset. The answer is, says Rav Baravuna, tefillah can be turned into Tyre. And that's exactly what the next Gemara is expressing in the response of Rav Hamnuna back to Rava, that Tefillah, you're right, tefillah is not the most chashav thing in the world, it's not as chashav as Tyra. But there is a way of looking at tefillah as it's something akin to Tyra, related to Tyra, it's a bechin of Tyra itself. I could take that it's not bittel Tyra. So this is, this is what's going on in this Gemara. That the, the, the Gemara over here is presenting us with two different ways, two different outlooks at tefillah. You could look at tefillah as, as what it is by itself, in which case, it's less than Tyra. And if it's less than Tyra, it means you're not going to be wearing the, the clothing of power by davening. And it's going to be, and you should cut short davening in order to learn more. But, and, the, and the other opinion of this Gemara is, maskim to all that, but there is an approach in davening that the tefillah itself, itself can be, can be uh, adjusted to be a Tyra-like experience. And if it's a Torah-like experience, it means that you should be wearing your beautiful clothing because that's what you're trying to do with your tefillah. You're trying to turn it into a Torah experience. And therefore, it's not going to be Bittal Torah either. That's what this Gemara is talking about. But the, the basic assumption, though, that this Gemara is working with is that, that tefillah in its pure form is not going to be as chashev as Torah because tefillah in its pure form, again, we, I didn't explain any of this yet, but tefillah in its pure form is not an expression of power. It's not an expression of oiz. That's a tyre de kenyan. And memela, it's not as chashev as tyre. Because the ikr thing that a, person, that, that a person should be proud of in this world is the oiz that they accomplish, that they have through tyre. And the only, the only, the only uh, etza that we can give in this gemara is that there's a way of turning your tefillah into a tyre. The, 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 but, okay, that's this gemara. But there's another gemara that introduces us to a third opinion. There's a Gemara in, in Mesechus Brachas, Tavchaf Alf and Alf. The Gemara says the following scenario. Let's say a person davened, Nebuch, and they're not, they don't remember if they davened or not. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they're not sure if they davened or not. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, they're not sure. Okay. 
So the Gemara says, what should you do? So the Gemara says, okay, Suffolk brachas l'hakel. I don't know, or, or don't daven. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan said, now Rabbi Yechanan, just to bear in mind, Rabbi Yechanan of all the Amarayim in Halacha is considered to be one of the top ones. So whenever you have Machlaikas in, Rabbi Yechanan, B'derach Klal is the one we pass in like. Om Rabbi Yechanan, the Halacha is, Halavai Sheispal Adam Kol Hayam Kulay. Really, Rabbi Yechanan says, Halavai, really, Betzam? A person should daven all day long. No, you can't daven all day long, you have to learn a little bit too. But in this case of where you're not sure if you davened, then Nevada you should daven. Because really, you should daven all day. Whoa, one second. So until now, in the Gemara and Shabbos discussing the clothing and all that stuff, there was a basic assumption, which was that Be'etzem, the covet and the eyes, the power, the dignity, the, the authority, and the chashivas that a person can have in this world is in Tyra. And unless you turn tefillah into, into a Tyra, Torah by itself is not going to have that chashivas, and it, therefore it's going to be secondary to Torah. It's going to be secondary to Torah, therefore says Rava, it's, it's, it's kemat bitl Torah if you daven so long. And the response in that, in the Gemara Shabbos was, you're right, I agree with you Rava, but there's a way of converting, uh, of making your tefillah into a Torah. And then it has, then it has like sort of a, a chashivas to Torah. But Rabbi Yochan is introducing us to a whole new mindset. Rabbi Yochan is introducing us to a new idea, which is, Tfila is tfila, but guess what? Tfila is power. And what you thought until now that the only source of power and dignity and covet and the chashivas that you have in, in your life is taira, and tfila does not have that. And the best you can do is either tfila in its pure form as secondary, or try to kvetch and turn tfila into a taira, and then it'll have chashivas because it's sort of like siphoning off of taira and, and pretending to be taira, says Rabbi Yechidah, no, 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 halavai she'ispalim kolim yikulai, halavai you should daven all day. And uh, yeah, you have to learn a little bit too. Rabbi Yechidah is revealing to us is that tfila, even its purest form, is also a source of power. We paskin like Rabbi Yechidah. Therefore, when the Rambam looks at all of these sugyas, <laughs> The Ramam sees Rabbi Yechanan as the one that we paskin like. And therefore, in terms of the physical posture and clothing, the Ramam sees Rabbi Yechanan as a chiddush. And the Ramam sees Rabbi Yechanan as as follows. That in the world of Rabbi Yechanan, tefillah can remain in its purest form, which is humility and passive. But that itself is a source of power. That itself is a source of power. It doesn't, in order, to, in order for tefillah to be considered a, a sense of pride and a sense of power in a person's life, it doesn't have to pretend to be Tyra. It can be Tvila. Therefore, Paskins like the, the Rambam, based on Rabbi Yechon, which is, the position that you should be in and the mentality you should have in Tvila is, Ravel, Ka'avda Kabimare, bent over in a state of humility. But you should wear your beautiful clothing by that as well. Because don't think that that, 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 that that position of tefillah and that mindset of tefillah is automatically secondary to the chashivas of Torah but that itself is your source of power. So, this, so what, we, what we have so far, and again, I didn't explain anything yet, but we have so far now are three different stages, three different layers, three different levels to perceive tefillah. <coughs> you have tefillah on one level, which is... Uh, an expression, you know, an expression of humility, but you can see it as lower than Tyra. That was Rava's approach. Or there's a way of looking at tefillah, which is sort of just manipulating it to sort of just be Tyra. That's Rava Baravuna's approach. 
And then you have Rabbi Yechon's approach, which is, no, no, no. Tefillah is not Torah. Tefillah does not, does not, Tefillah is, is again, that approach of humility, of, of, passive, of passivity, and like a servant before the master. But that itself is your source of power. What does this all mean? What does this all mean? So let me, let me, let me explain this in very simple terms, or the best as I can. And then uh, we'll see how this goes back to Parshish Chayisar. Okay. The most basic, simple level of davening. What davening is on its most simple level. And why and how it's different than Tyra. On its most basic level, what is tefillah? Its most basic level is everything that we have down here comes from the higher world. Everything we have down here comes from the Rabbani Shlalem. It comes from Shefa coming from the Rabbani Shlalem. Nope. So what is tefillah in its most simplest, le- simplest level? The simplest level of tefillah is, I don't, I'm not, a, my, my reach, I'm not, I'm not up there, I'm down here. I'm down here. I'm down here and I'm just, I, I need a parnosa. I need health, I need yeshiva das, I need time, whatever, whatever it is that you need. And you know that whatever you're asking for is coming from a higher place. But I'm not in a higher place. I'm down here and I'm asking for a couch. I need a couch, I need a bed, I need whatever, whatever I'm asking for. And so, <coughs> so the fundamental, the, the fundamental uh, mentality of such a person by davening is what? Is I'm just asking. I'm asking for a gift. Rabbi Shalom, I can't be involved in the process of, of, of bringing down the Shefa to my life. I, I, I'm stuck down here in this world. I, I'm just asking for something. Rabbi Shalom, I'm relying on you to give me. This is an approach of davening. That's what davening is. And this is the mentality of davening, which is, like a, like a child asking for a gift from a parent. When a child asks from a parent a gift, or, or whatever the kid, the kid wants, the kid needs, the, the parent, if the parent says yes, the parent goes and does what the parent has to do in order to get the gift to the kid. The kid is just sitting there passively waiting for it to come. So he asks for it nicely, so the kid will get it if the parent wants, but ultimately the child is extremely passive in the process. This is what tefillah is. Tyra is not like that. See, Torah is called eyes. Why is Torah called eyes? Torah is called eyes is because, as we know from Rebbe Chaim Velazhener and many Svarim, is everyone, everyone's from Rebbe Chaim Velazhener, right? That if there would be one second without Torah learning, right? The whole universe would, would cease to exist. Why? Because whereas tefillah is us remaining here passive and just waiting for that gift to come to us, when a person is involved in Torah study, you are involved in that shefa descending. You are literally involved in that process. You're involved in that process. The Ramban writes that the Ramban writes that um, everyone knows that the Ramban in his introduction to Chumash writes that what is Torah? Torah in its real, in its purest form, is not maybe the version of Torah that we that we that we study from, not Pesach Chumash that we read. What Torah is is all Shemesh Agdashim, Tzurufi Shemesh Agshbaru. It's one, it's all divine names, right? That's what the Ramban writes in, in Chumash. That's what that's what Torah is. What are what are what are Shemesh Agdashim? What does that mean? Shemus Akdashim are the ways in which the Rabbanu Shlalom sends down his light. When the Rabbanu Shlalom calls to an Avi, the Rabbanu Shlalom appears, it's with Hashem, it's with his name. If there would be no name of Hashem, then Hashem remains uh, in that blackness, in the mystery beyond. The Rabbanu Shlalom entering into reality with Bracha and Shefa is through his divine names. Whenever there's Shemus Akdashim, Shemus Akdashim are always the, the way, the pipelines, the, con- the conduits, the channels in which Shefa flows. When you are studying Torah, right, you are actively involved in developing and engaging and 
putting together the Shemus Hakdashim. Again, we might not see it physically, but that's what's going on in the Neshama, is that you are actively involved in developing the system of Shemus Hakdashim in such a way to allow that Shefa to come. So instead of remaining passive and waiting for that gift to come, which is the Pashat mindset of Tefillah, Taira is always. Why? Because you are, the, you are active in the process of creation. And what is the purpose of creation? The Rabbanu Shalom wants us not to be passive uh, passengers of this ride. Ashabara Lakim says in Pasuk, the Rabbanu Shalom created the world, what? Lasais, in order for us to continue the, the, the job and for us to be active, not to be passive. The first moment of creation was all God doing. Ever since then, he wants us to be active participants. So Torah is us being active participants and Tefillah is us being passive participants. So this is the first mentality, the first perspective, which is that you, which category is going to be Oiz and Kovit and Chashivas and Iker in a person's life? Certainly Torah, because Torah is fulfilling that need which is of the Rabbanu Shalom which is for the human being, for the, for the Jew, to be active in terms of continuing this, the, the, the existence of reality itself, not just to remain passive as the Rabbanu Shalom creates, but for us to be involved in that creative process itself. That's what Torah is. But tefillah is what? Tefillah is sitting back and just, uh, I'm asking for a cow, I'm, I'm waiting for the shepherd to come. This approach, this dynamic is, is Rava's opinion, which is that Torah is the Iker. And because of that, a person should even, too much tefillah is already called bittel Torah. Because why? Because again, it's coming from this approach. The, what, the, the Torah, which is you, your involvement in the actual creation of the Bria, that's going to be the most important thing in the world. That's the most important thing. <coughs> Tefillah, which is passive, that you're just receiving Shefa when it comes to you, but you're not active in, actively involved in bringing that Shefa, because that's Torah territory. So that's going to be secondary. And therefore, Rav says, you should shorten your davening in order to learn. And Rav also says, you shouldn't be wearing chashva clothing by davening. Because the cheshivas the, the and the oyes and the covet, which comes with being able to say about yourself that you are the one that's actively involved in, create, in the creation itself, that's not something you can claim by tefillah. The Rav Baravuna agrees conceptually to this. But Rav Baravuna reveals to us that there is a way of turning your tefillahs into a tire. What does that mean? So this is a mahalach that um, that at this point, you know, being in the shul already, you've heard this term many times. Yeah, we have yet to ever really uh, do it, you know. But there is an idea of davening with kavanas. What does davening with kavanas mean? So not davening with kavana, that we should all do. Davening with kavanas means, as I mentioned many times, is that according to the Mukubalim, just, there is a way, there, there, is a, there is a secret to the sitter. We know that the sitter was formulated by Nevi'im. Mamish Nevi'im, Ash Knesak Doyla, Umeham Kama Nevi'im. The sitter on its surface is exactly what Rava thinks it is, or how Rava describes it, which is, you're down here on planet Earth, you're just talking about couches and chairs and, 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 uh, and Rafuas and Yeshuas. That, that's what you're talking about. And, and, who's, and who's actively involved in my getting the Shefa going? That's the Rabbani Shalom's business. When am I involved in that? That's in Torah. In Tefillah, I'm just asking for couches. So then, then you're right, then you're being passive. But... The, the Mukubalim have revealed to us that behind the scenes of the Siddur is that just as Tyre itself is really divine names, the Siddur also is really just sufficient. It's all divine names. And in the Kavanas of the Mukubalim, there is a way of davening where every single word of davening, instead of it just being Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, every single word with gematrias and reconfiguring letters 
can be converted into Shemus HaKadosh. This Mahalach of Davin with Kavanis is basically turning Tefillah into Torah. Instead of thinking of Tefillah as sitting back passively waiting for gifts to come, no, 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 You are actively involved in bringing the Shefa down just like you're actively involved in bringing the Shefa down when you're learning Torah. How are you actively involved with Torah? Because it's all God's names. That's exactly what it is with the Siddur too. It's the same in you. The Leshem, for example, is an, essay, is an essay that the Leshem wrote talking about what's this ending of Kavanas? Why is it such a big deal? And this is exactly what the Leshem says. The Leshem says, you know why it's such a chash of a thing to die with Kavanas? Because the Tachlis Abriya is not for us to remain passive to receive gifts from God. The Tachlis Abriya is for us to be actively involved in the process of Hashem giving us things. This is, and, that's, and you're doing that with Torah, and you can do that with tefillah if you, if you engage in tefillah looking at it as Tyra. And this is exactly what Rabbi Barghuna is responding to Rav and says, no, 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 don't go like a passive Eved before a master, please, if, 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 it, if it behooves the master, please, if you could give me a cat. No, 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 it's eyes and covet, it's Tyra. it's Tyra. So you wear beautiful clothing and you stand tall. And therefore said Rav Hamnuna also back to Rava, it's not Betel Tyra, it is Tyra. It is Torah. So uh, again, I understand that I'm not going to spend my entire day davening because davening, da, I, I'm, at best, davening should be turned into Torah. But Torah is, Torah is certainly the primary Torah and Tfil with Kavanis is akin to Torah, is similar to Torah, it's a Bechin of Torah, but I'll call upon him, it's not Bittal Torah. And this is the approach, this is the second approach of Torah, which is turning it into Tfil. But then you have the final approach of Rabbi Yechanan, which is, no, 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 no. Tefillah is tefillah. Tefillah is asking God. But that itself is, in truth, much deeper than even Tyre. What does that mean? You know, so there's a, there's a, famous, there's a famous statement by one of the Rishonim, Rabbi Shimon Mekinon, the Achreinim bring it down, that he said that even after all of his knowledge and Kabbalah and all that, he, when he davens, he just davens like a child. That's what he said. And there's mice like this for Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman also, in Lukut Maran, it's quoted, Rav Nachman uh, went to one of his chassidim. He said he heard that one of his chassidim were learning Kabbalah and was davening with Kavanis. And he went to his chassid and he said, listen, you should learn it and you should know it. Then it's Kavaldik. Pimus Atarah, 100%. But when you daven, daven like a kid. Daven like a Pashadiyah. What do you mean? I don't understand. If davening, if davening is, is just passive like that, then, then, that, 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 then that's less than Tyra. So here, here's the secret. Here's the secret. This entire model that I've presented before, which is we're stuck down here, and this is a, this is a universe without couches. <laughs> this is a universe without Parnassah, right? No, and everything good is up there. That's that, by God. God, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all up there. And we need the Rabbani Shalom to be motivated to uh, open the spigot and let the Shefa come down. So you can do that by... Uh, giving money to some stuckers that uh, advertise in Jewish magazines. And when you do that, the faucet opens up. Or you can, you can or there's different ways to do it. You, so, so learning is actively involved in that. Or tefillah, pashat, is just asking Hashem and you rely on his chesed to give you. Okay. But that whole dynamic is true, but it's not the truth of all truths. What's the truth of all truths? No. So the truth of all truths is like that Rizal talked about in the beginning of Eitz Chaim, and I've mentioned this many times. What was before this whole, this whole world? You know, you have this, they have this place. So in heaven, that's where all the Shefa is. Down here, this is a barren wasteland. 
And we're waiting for the Shefa to come. And what was before the Rebbe created this barren wasteland? What took up this space? What took up this space? You know what took up this space? God's infinite light. God's infinite light. And then, okay, but then the problem is, there Rizal says, okay, so God's infinite light is just taking everything up. So you need a, you need a barren wasteland. You need, you, need a, you need a world. Okay, so Rabbi Shalom had to take away his light, had to move over, to make room for a barren wasteland. And now you have this system. Okay, the chef is up there, and we need to get the chef down here to give us couches and, and, uh, and washing machines, whatever. I don't know why I'm just thinking about that. Whatever it is, it is. Fine. So, but here's the secret. The secret is, there is all, there's a term in the Kisvari, which is what's called Rishimu. What does the word Rishimu mean? Rishim means residue, right? It's a Rishim, like Rishumai Nikar. Rishim means a residue. The reason revealed the following secret is that even after Rabbanu took away his infinite light, and then all you have is a barren wasteland, and you're just like asking God for that faucet to open up, the truth is, even when he took away his light, it didn't really go away. It didn't go away. It was concealed, it was covered over, the residue still remains. And the deepest level of Amuna is not, is not to be down here and ask for Shefa to come from above. And you have two different approaches. Either you're actively involved in that process, which is Taira, or you're just sitting passively waiting for it to come, which is Tefillah. The deepest Indian is to recognize that really what we have to do is make space for the original light to make itself known. That's really the ikr, the deepest avayda. Not, not to bring shefa from above to below, either actively or passively. The ikr avayda is to move ourselves away to allow the original residue of light to make itself known. It's like when you have water underneath the surface, right? So you can, a person's thirsty, right? So you have different ways. So if you're thirsty, so you get rain, you can have rain come from above to below, and then you have a cup, and it's filled. Okay, Gvaldik. But we know that when you dig deep enough, there's water underneath the ground. So there's another approach, which is move the dirt away to allow space for the water that really came before the dirt, right? Chazal said in the beginning of creation, all there was was water, right? That was the, the, the first beginning of creation, was Mayim and Mayim. And then the Rabbanu covers it over with dirt. So what do we do? So move the dirt away and allow the original water to come. The deepest level of tefillah is not to ask for shefa to come from above. And it's not even to be actively involved in bringing that shefa, which is more tyridic. The deepest level of tefillah is to make room for the infinite light of God, which already is here, to make itself known and to materialize in your life. And instead of the shefa then being seen as coming from above to below, it always was. It always was. <clears throat> this idea is expressed in the final sheet of Rabbi Yechner, which is, what is tefillah? What is tefillah? Tefillah is humility. Tefillah is moving things over. Tefillah is recognizing that the space that I take up I, I, is... is, is is maybe blocking an original light. So my avayda is to try to find that original light. But what I'm doing is just allowing it to surface. So in other words, let's say you have, um, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have, uh, let's say you have a, a, a lamp. 
the example of a lamp. So there's electricity. Let, let's say, I don't know what, how this works. I don't know. If they, this might be ridiculous, but there's electricity in the walls. <laughs> I don't know if there is, but there's electricity in the walls, yeah? Okay, so it's very, very nice, but it's not, it's not, it needs a vessel to allow it to be expressed. So I build a lamp, and I connect it to electricity that's there. Oh, all of a sudden, the are. So what did I do? Did I create light? Let me create light. Light was there. I've created a, a vessel through which that light can now be seen. And the electricity is able to express itself in a way that I could appreciate. That's what I did. The, the deepest way of tefillah is trying to realize that everything already is good. In the deepest sense, everything is already here. All the chef you ever want and all goodness we ever want is already here. What does that mean that God's light was all, the infinite light of God was everywhere? God, the infinite light of God means everything of Aldic. It means taiv maid. So, so, but now instead of that taiv maid, instead of that infinite goodness of God, we have a barren wasteland. And we're trying to wait for some chef to come to, to enliven this place and to, give, and to give something good into this place. What do you mean give something good? Everything good is already here. I, I don't see that. I, I see a person that's never sick, or I see a person that's never going through something difficult, that, that's, that doesn't negate, the, that, that, that's just because the, the light of goodness that is saturating this universe is being blocked by something. So what's my objective? My objective is to take away the blockages. And when I take away the blockages, all of a sudden, the goodness that already was here emerges. And by doing so, I am doing two things at the same time. I am actively involved in allowing good to come into my life through being passive, through just removing maniyas, through just removing obstacles. So this is what's going on over here. The objective of Ada is to be an active participant in, in goodness coming into the world. But instead of thinking that you have to, the active participant means bringing it down. And I'm, you know, shameless actoishim to create... To, I'm not, all I'm doing is just removing an impediment, I'm removing an obstacle, removing something in the way to allow the goodness that was already here. And that's, cool. that's, that's as much as I have to do. This is the deepest level of tefillah. This is the tefillah that comes with a recognition and a deep amuna that everything I see as missing in my life is in truth half the story. Because the truth is, when I see a person that's never sick, Really deep down on some, on some level, he's healthy. On some level, goodness is there. I don't see it. So my avoid is to be ma'amin, is to believe in the Rabbani Shlalem, and to say, Rabbani Shlalem, you created this universe, but you still fill this universe. And, if, and Rabbani Shlalem, you are perfect. And your light is perfect. And everything about you is absolutely perfect. And if you are still in this, in this universe, that means that this universe is perfect. I, I don't see that perfection, so Shalom, please let me have better eyes. Let me be able to see reality as it truly is, which is mamish good. And by doing so, then the, 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 the superficial reality that we see with our physical eyes, which is nebuch, something that's not so good, is removed to allow space for the real truth to emerge, which is everything is gavaldic. And this is the deepest level of tefillah, which is that you are not sitting back waiting for something magic. You are actively involved in the process of, of turning a negative situation to something good. By doing what? By just 
allowing the goodness that already is there to, to emerge in the surf, to emerge on the surface, and not to stop it, not to block it. And the way to, and this is exactly what's expressed with Rabbi Yechanan as the Ramah Paskins, which is to go into tefillah with a, with a humility and a, and, and a sense of passive, which means that I don't, have to, I don't have to fix anything. I'm not trying to fix. I'm not trying to fix. All I want is to be able to see the truth. And that experience itself, that, that, that's, the, that, that's being active. That's called, that's, that's Ashabar Lakim Lasis. That's the deepest involvement we can be. Instead of bringing Shefer from above to below, to reveal that, that, that the Rabbanu Shabbos light never went away. That's the ultimate oymik of tefillah. Doesn't that undermine tefillah though? Huh? It doesn't, because that's why Shmanesri, for example, it's called, it's, it's funny, because we call it tefillah, obviously it's tefillah, but, the, but they're actually called Shmanesri brachas. So it's funny, because the, 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 the essence of tefillah, which is Shmanesri, are called brachas. Brachas are something that you say on something that's already here. I have a cup of water, right? You, the halacha of brachas is that you, you have to make them overlasiyasan. If I don't have a cup of water, the cup of water is over there, I don't make a bracha until I get it. So what does it mean? I'm saying a bracha of refeinu? The guy is sick. That's why I'm saying refeinu. So why is it called a bracha? A bracha should be Avlas Yasin. The answer is, that's exactly the of The depth of tefillah is that the guy is healthy. I, I don't see him as healthy. That's a chasarn in my vision. It's a chasarn in, in just the, the reality of Hester Panim. But the truth is, underneath the surface, the reishim, the residual residue of infinite light of God that was here before the barren wasteland was ever here, it's still here. And so what's, and so I am doing, so I'm not just, passively asking Hashem to make this guy healthy. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm actively involved in revealing the health that was already there. So, so that is an action that I'm doing, but it's an action of being passive. It's an action of allowing something to emerge. It's an action of, of just allowing space for something else to come. This we find by Yitzchak Avinu. Not maybe not in this parasha, but next parasha, Yitzchak Avinu's Indian in life is what? It's digging wells. What does it mean to dig a well? So a person digs a well, it means you made water. That's pretty, you know, that, that's, digging a well is a, you know, you're tired after you dig a well, I would imagine. So that, that, that's an avoid. It's, it's not easy to do. You're not sitting back passively. You're not turning on the faucet. You're digging a well. But guess what? What you're doing is just allowing the water that was already there to be revealed. That, that's what tefillah is. This is the shlemus of Yitzchak Avinu is what? The shame of Tzachavinu is that I am actively involved. I'm mamish making and I'm doing avayda. I'm not just sitting passively. But my avayda is what? Just to allow a truth to be seen. This is, again, this is, and this is how the Ramam expresses it. So you have your hands folded and you're sitting like a servant because you're not trying to be poil anything. You're trying to have something that was already there reveal itself. But this is an avayda. This is a chashivas. You can wear your clothing, your Shabbos clothing for this. Because you're not just passively waiting for something to come to you. You are actively involved in allowing a truth to be revealed. That's what's going on. That's what tefillah is. Let's go back to the story of Yitzchak Avinu. Therefore Yitzchak Avinu, again, as, as I said, when he's getting married, this is expressing, it must be that the tefillah of Eliezer of Avram is expressing the, the, the shlemas, the deepest level of tefillah. What's the deepest level of tefillah? to actively be involved in the process of revealing how the Rabbani Shalom's goodness was already there. And that's exactly Eliezer's tefillah. 
Eliezer is saying, listen, Rabbi Shalom, I'm going to be mishtadel. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm not going to sit back and allow just the, the girl to come. I'm going to be actively involved in finding her. But, but this, I'm just setting up a scenario, Rabbi Shalom, for you to be clearly the one to do it. So he's not, you know, usually we think of those two things. Either, either I'm mishtadelist, I'm doing all the work, or no, 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 I'm just sitting back and allowing Rabbi Shalom to do it. What's Eliezer revealing? Both at the same time. It's Rabbi Shalom doing everything. But I am involved in the process of creating a scenario to allow that Ashkach HaPratis to be revealed. This is why he doesn't just wait for Yitzchak to offer. No, 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 no. Yitzchak Eliezer Avram asks, and Rivka Imenu responds, Kifli Kiflayim. Because the, the Shlemus of Tefillah is not just a passive thing to sit back and be given gifts. That's not the Shlemus of Tefillah. The world of Yitzchak Avinu, when it developed in, in full, is a world that, you add, that you're doing something. But what you get for that is much greater than anything you could have been piled. And th- this is the Oymik over here. In, in the world of Taira, or, or like Rabbi Baravuna, where you turn your Tefillah into Taira, so you're actively involved in bringing the Shefa down. But guess what? You're also limited in your ability. So if, you are, if, if the whole Shefa is, is like you're actively doing, you're actively bringing it down, there's only so much you can carry. So as you can carry. But if your avoida is digging wells and just taking away dirt to reveal water that's been there from Sheshis and Mebrashis, then the water that was there from Sheshis and Mebrashis may be much more than you could ever have carried. But all you have to do, and you are being an active participant, but your activity is what is just revealing that which was already there. And what's already there could be much greater than anything you could have actually brought. And so that's what Eliezer is doing. He's creating a scenario to reflect the Shlemus of Yitzchak Avinu, which is that I am going to do something, I'm going to ask, but I'm, that's just creating a space to allow a Shefa to come that's much greater than I could have accomplished. Halach Lamaisa. Halach Lamaisa. This is why Rav Nachman talks about this, that it's such a big avayda in davening. To when you're davening for something, to find nekudas taivus, to try to find points of goodness and points of 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 taiv, even in the areas that you that you're davening for. So <coughs> you know the, the seder of davening, Chazal <coughs> set it up in such a way that it's three parts, right? Shavach, first you praise Hashem, and then you ask your request, and then you give haida. The way you should do that. Is sweet. Okay, so there's like general praises, okay? Then you ask your request, and then there's like general thanks. No, 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 no. That's not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is give a, you praise Hashem, which we did, that's the first three brachas of Shemanas, right? You make a request, and then you thank Hashem, and you, you find something in the thing that you were requesting, find some point that's actually still good. So the guy, you know, I mean, again, whatever the example is, the person's sick. So the person's nebuch, uh, he has a bad fever or something, you know, and he's in the hospital or whatever, chas v'shalom. So you dive and the person should be good. So fine, you went through that. But, but don't just allow it to be, you know, asking Hashem for refuah to come. No, no, no. What you're, what you're really trying to do is reveal the infinite light of God that's filling that person's space. And when that infinite light of God, which is really there, is full of life and full of vigor and full of vitality and full of health. I, you don't see it, that's what we're davening for. There's a lot of sand, there's a lot of dirt. We want to uncover that water. So what you want to do is also, what you want to do consciously is to try to think, okay, one second, if the water is really there and if his health is really behind the surface, then I should be focusing on some aspect of this person that is healthy. 
and I and I and I give Haida and I give Shavak to Rabbanishlam about the Indian that I'm asking for, but I find something in that Indian to give Shavak and Haida about. That's not just like a nice thing. That's that 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 that's allowing me to focus my avoid in such a way that my objective is to find to reveal the goodness that is already there. And that's what you have to do in order to find in order to be involved in that avoida of revealing that goodness, then you have to believe in that goodness. You have to believe in that goodness. You have to believe this. Nakudas Taivas in whatever it is that you're davening for, which in your mind is broken and messed up, it, it can't be. It can't be 100% broken and messed up. Because underneath the surface is infinite light of God. And that infinite light has to make itself known some way. And so you have to look for those nakudas in order to use them as, a, as an indicator that there's water there. Like the Pasuk says in Exodus Parasha, that the Avadim came to Yitzchak, but we found water. You, have to, you find those indicators, and then you begin to dig even harder. And so that's the Avad of Tefillah, was that it, it, it's Ka'avda Kamimare, but it's, but it's understanding that that Avad of, of Bittal, of, of asking about Hashem, let me see the truth. That, that is the Ikra Avaidah. That's the Ikra Avaidah. Let me, let me see the light that's pushed already there. And that's the Shlemus of Yitzchak and that's the Shlemus of Davening. And that's exactly what it means that, I, that when, 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 when Rav Nachman said that even after all the Kabbalah and all the, and all the knowledge of uh, the Kavanas and so on, Daven like a child. Because a child Davens just asking. And in the beginning that seems like just asking for a handout, but Ba'aymik, but, but when you get to the final level, you realize that that's also, it's also passive. But that's that. But but it's it, but, but when you when you're taking out the dirt from the well, that's also in a certain sense being passive. You're just allowing the water to emerge. But that's mamish, the greatest accomplishment of all. See, wear a chash of clothing while you're bent over like an oven. Okay, the Rebbeinu Shlomo should us we should recite the daven properly and realize that everything we ever need is taka behind the surface, and Hashem should reveal the truth of einam ovadai. And with that, only shefer brachim atzlach of biyaskol tzedek mehevi menu amen.